myself wasn't that good at first. Like I'm just really stubborn and I just yeah. keep going. I, I don't think I'm one of these like naturally super gifted. Like I've always been into art, but I've had to just kind of work it and just incrementally get better. And it's a snowball effect. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hi guys, welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast. This is Maria JD and I literally can't wait to start this episode because I've got a really cool artist joining me on the show uh, today. It's Daryl Abney. You might not know his name, but you definitely know some of the titles that he worked on. Uh, for example, Star Wars The Last Jedi or Valerian or Star Trek Into the Darkness and Harry Potter. And that's just some of the works. So Daryl definitely knows what he's talking about. He definitely has tons of things to share. And let's just welcome him and ask him directly. Cool. All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Daryl, for coming on Art Heroes Podcast. Really appreciate seeing you here. And uh, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So today we're having uh, Daryl Abney, uh, right? And uh, uh, I know that uh, you've got uh, about 20 years of uh, uh, professional career behind your back and uh, yeah. Um, amazing projects from ILM to a bunch of others that I don't even want to go like naming one by one. And now you're at Leica. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. Perfect. So let's then start with you. Um, how do you define yourself as an artist? And, uh, you know, like uh, maybe you can just introduce briefly what you do now and what you've done before. And, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So yeah, I'll start with now. Um, I've been like uh, I've been there almost two years, but it's funny because six years ago I also worked there for two years. So I was there on Paranorman, like the stop motion film, and then I left for six years, and then I came back for the, the new project. Can't say what it is, but you know. Uh, so yeah, the, we do stop motion there, but they also use they use every trick they have. Like they have, like I was saying earlier, they have welders, they have carpenters, we have CG people, we have CG animators, we have real animators, you know, it's like real, but like live action animators. Um, but I'm in the rapid prototype department. So we do a lot of the heads for the characters. So I'll like sculpt it in ZBrush Maya, and then we'll 3D print them. So then we, we also have to um, like make them function, right? So the heads are hollow and they fit together kind of like a puzzle. And you know, there's hair caps that like get handed off to like the hair department. They put like, these guys are like magicians. They're like putting like real hair on there. And, giving it back to me and I have to like make it all fit. And of course it's a team effort. There's a lot of people doing this stuff, right? So there's probably like 30 people on my team, just animators to fabricators that kind of like just kind of assemble things and they help like engineer things. And so it's, it's not your typical CG job, but I use a lot of the same tools. Like, right. you know, so, so I've been doing that and, but yeah, I've been, like you said, I've been working for 20 years. So, uh, I started out as like a, went to school to be a makeup artist. So I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh and I studied like uh, monster makeup effects. That's kind of what I was set on doing when I was younger. And I really enjoyed it. Um, built like animatronic puppets and yes. makeup. And at, at the time, like I did have a couple 3D classes, but I hated it. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is in like 99, like 97, nothing really looked that good back then you know so everything was kind of fake and you know um granted there were a few you know of course there was like Jurassic Park and stuff happening that was amazing but I just felt like in general the stuff we were doing I just wasn't that into it so ironically after college I worked in the industry for about three years like sculpting with clay airbrushing um animals for like the Rainforest Cafe restaurant. Have you ever heard of that? But Okay, crazy, yes. It's, it's this, it's a, yeah, it's a restaurant you go and there's elephants there and they start coming alive. So I built one of the alligators and airbrushed the snakes and stuff like that. So so then I, wow. um, yeah, so it's a little different. That was in Florida actually. So I was in like burning up in the Florida heat, but 
it was kind of a fun job too at the same time like just you know working with your hands and getting dirty blasting music but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but then I got a job I won't go through my whole life history so it'll take too long but then I got a job ended up at Disney um, we were at the scenic the scenic shop that's where we would paint all the murals for the park and stuff and I kind of I was like half mural painter half computer guy so like sign making to printing like these vinyl kind of like giant stickers you know to help the, yeah. the painters they would put it on they have like giant stencils so yeah I met a guy there yeah so I met a guy there who was like hey I've been doing this stuff thing called Maya and I'm like oh, what's that you know like I heard of it I actually use it a little bit but he um he got into the EA and then that's when I was like I took a tour of EA and I was like kind of want to do this like I like the I like that there's more opportunities than that. So I kind of like turned to the dark side at that point and I went like full into CG and then jump, jump forward. I moved from Florida to California, didn't have a job. My buddy had a job. So I kind of crashed at his place, worked <laughs> at a, worked at a restaurant, um, ended up having to like, I couldn't, I didn't get in the CG industry right away. I had to like, you know, I was a game tester for a little bit for EA and Eventually, I got in a 3D scanning company as an intern, and they gave me a chance to, you know, get some real-world experience. And then after that, I was kind of in, and I uh, ended up going to London, worked on Harry Potter, like the last two Harry Potters, and at MPC. Met yeah. a lot of good people there. That was a really cool experience. Um, it was also kind of a pressure cooker because it was my first big VFX job. So it was just like learning under fire. And what you did know. you do for this project? So on Harry Potter, I started out making digi doubles. So there oh, was cool. a, this, yeah. So Tonks was one of the digi doubles I did, the female character, and I textured uh, Yaxley, which was another digi double. He was like the bad guy, and he he, he stretched. You know how they do that teleport thing yeah. where they all like stretch. So I was I was doing some of those um, with the team, like huge team of people, really talented people at the time too. I mean. Um, that was so that was just like that was where I earned my uh, I don't know what you'd say earned my stripes I think you know? yeah yeah the belt <laughs> yeah exactly I got I got my black belt there yeah definitely I can imagine like how much time did the whole like project last or at least like mean while you were um, there so the first each one was like I don't know, I actually caught the end you know the what's it called Deathly Hallows part one had already started so I kind of caught like the last five months of that. And then I did like the next seven months on Deathly Hallows part two. And there was also a time where like someone was like on vacation and they needed help. So they threw me on Narnia three and I got to sculpt on this big sea serpent, which is like super cool. There was like four or five of us on it. Yeah. We just, we just split it up and it was great because there's no time for like endless reviews. So we kind of, whatever we sculpted was pretty much like put in the movie, which is kind of rare in VFX sometimes because they like to noodle everything. Yeah. So that was a cool experience. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I'm like, you know, uh, I, I didn't know actually you worked in Harry Potter. That's, uh, that's uh, quite amazing. I'm sure that uh, that's definitely not just a pressure cooker, but like the ultimate <laughs> yeah. one. It was, it was everything. Yeah. Because it was also I lived in London. I went from San Diego, which is like beautiful, perfect weather. <laughs> to London and it was like their worst winter in like 30 years and like like I had no car because you know I didn't bring my car over and so there was that whole adjustment going on and my wife was at home like not working and then they were asking me like to work extra hours and it was just like oh, it was crazy um, but it was a really cool experience though like getting to go around like London on the weekends and like see all the museums and everything like yeah wow that was pretty yeah. sweet yeah, I'm sure that was cool. So, and now, you know, like, uh, fast forward, um, mm -hmm. you're in rapid prototyping department, you said? Mm -hmm. Cool. So, um, what does that actually mean? Because uh, I don't think I actually met anyone who works in rapid prototyping <laughs> where characters would be actually 3D printed. And, uh, you know, how would you compare this uh, experience with just being a modeler? Right. I think... It's kind of just like, it's very similar to doing VFX modeling, but it's like another layer on it where things have to work. Like if I build a character's mouth, if I make it too thin in CG, it might be fine. 
Like it maybe it'll render a little weird, but if I 3D print it, it'll break. You know? Yeah. So but why do you, you need to the, 3D print it? Well, because it's called replacement animation. So on stage, there's the puppet. Okay. And the face, say they, say he's smiling, they're gonna pull the regular face off, and they're gonna put like the smile on right. with like magnets. So they're replacing not every frame, maybe other frame, every other frame depends on the shot. They might replace a brow, you know, because the brow is up and yeah. down. So, so that's that keeps them from having to like animate like a rubber face or something. Like this is these are printed with color. Okay. We have texture. We have texture guys. I don't do that. It's another talented team. They'll print it with color, and there's also people that kind of process these when they come off the printer. They clean them up, and then you know, we, so I have to build it, and I have to put like magnet holes you know, have to measure and it, it has to be as precise as you can make it so there's so and every character is different so maybe the eyes don't fit the normal eyes so we have to come up with a different way to put the eyes together because they're actually doing blinks and things like that there's a there's an eye mechanism yeah so like i said earlier there's a hair we have to have a way to remove the hair pass that off and get it back and you can't have things break on stage because the, the animators doing this like like 60 hour shot, you know, if you just, if your face breaks, it's going to mess them up, you know? So there's Jeez. so many things, there's so many things that can go wrong. They have a, they have a team that's kind of an emergency team that's just there if something breaks so they can bring the puppet over and really quick fix it and get it back out. So wow. yeah, there's, so it's, yeah, it's, it's different. We also have a VFX team. So, which is your pretty standard VFX you know, workflow. So, They'll, sometimes they'll do set extensions, sometimes they're CG characters, um, yeah, so. Wow, so like uh, to, uh, to get, let's say, the job, did you, uh, did you need to learn all the ins and outs of 3D printing or you picked it up on the way or you kind of knew it? I kind of, I kind of picked it up on the way. I think they were looking they know there's not a lot of people that have done this type of stuff already. I mean, this is of before ever, like 3D printers were affordable. You know, this is in like, what was that, 2010, I think, when I got in. And, you know, the printers they have are like, the, the, the cheapest one they have is like 50,000 something. But, <laughs> but now they have Christ. like, I don't know if I can talk about it. They have a lot of printers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they just, I think they were just looking for someone who had, who could do characters, but they could also do some hard surface. Because really, like the inside of the character is kind of hard surface when you think about it. It's because these things have to fit together. There's right angles. You can't be real sloppy because if it doesn't fit together right, it's going to rock like in between frames. Like faces are going to shake and stuff like that. So I think they were just looking for a character artist. Yeah. And of course, I, of course I had an in. I had a buddy that I worked with in San Diego who he was leaving for DreamWorks. So he recommended me. So I kind of slid into his spot. Yeah. He left, which is always nice. I'd say half my jobs I've like blindly applied online and the other half I've got them just by like having an in. And, and of course you have to have your portfolio, like obviously, but yeah. Yeah. I haven't like, I haven't been like, I haven't had an in at every job, but like I said, like maybe half of them. Um, yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm just like really impressed. I think this is this is so cool, and uh, you know, building on top of what you said with uh, um, like learning everything on the go. Um, like, uh, what do you think with you know all of your experience now? What do you think is still the essentials? Well, of course, portfolio mm -hmm. is essential, but what mm -hmm. kind of skill set? Because still, like the technology is always evolving, and new. Yeah new software new everything so you know like it's, for somebody who is entering the industry you never even know what is a must and what is the totally it's it's all it's all overwhelming like yeah right these days there's so much software yeah um, and it yeah, seems I, that it's so so easy to learn but then like <laughs> 10 years later you're like what was easy sorry yeah i a long time ago, when I was at EA, I was talking to the character guy there, and I didn't really have a portfolio then. And what he was telling me, he knew I was into character. So he said, just build a head. If you can build a nice head, that, and if you do a great job, I mean, it's going to show that you have the eye. And of course, you could probably build a body, like if you can do a really nice head. So 
like that for me was a starting point because it wasn't overwhelming. I wasn't trying to build like the whole thing, you know. So I would say pick a project you can finish. So if you're into characters, just build ahead. If you're really into robots or spaceships, build like a smaller one, you know, like something you can get done. Like don't build like the, the Death Star, you know. Save that for a little, when you have a little more experience. Um, but like, I don't want to tell you or people like build everything because some people will say that, yeah, you need to know everything. But then I've seen guys that all they have are robots and like they got yeah. a job because there was a move to Transformers and they needed people to do robots. So like you have to do, go with what you like. Like don't force yourself. Like you might hear like it's easier to break in as an environment artist. That's probably true. But if you're not in the environments, like don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that route. I would try to make some characters. Like, yeah, if you're really into characters, just like do it. And my stuff wasn't that good at first. Like I'm just really stubborn and I just yeah. keep going. I, I don't think I'm one of these like naturally super gifted. Like I've always been into art, but I've had to just kind of work it and just incrementally get better. And it's a snowball effect. I hear like, this a lot. I'm not sure yeah. if that's true, but yeah, I guess there are just different perspectives on like talent and uh, mm -hmm. just like different interpretations of that. So what do you like, Daryl? Like seriously, like, you know, as an artist, what do you like? Yeah. What do you have more tendency uh, to work okay. on? Yeah, so I'm kind of cursed because I like horror and in VFX, there's hardly ever horror, right? Big budget stuff's like Marvel. Yeah, there might be a kind of gross thing here and there, but like, so that's my favorite is like dark horror stuff. Um, when I get to work on American Horror Story, I get to design this demon in the intro season three. And that was a really cool gig. So I don't know, I just attracted to that kind of stuff. Like, uh, yeah. so I like that. Um, monsters, creatures. You right. Know, I'm a creature. Yeah, that's guy. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, in the, but like, the thing is, in reality, most character jobs is humans. Like, you know, because every movie is going to have a human, every game is going to have a human. So you can't, I don't think you can just have monsters. I mean, you're pushing it. You might be able to, but you got to have a few humans, I would say. And Yeah, uh, well, at least one I, there will be. Yeah, and I kind of, like, think of it kind of like the Spielberg way. Like, he would do, like, a a UFO movie and then you would do like a Schindler's List like a serious movie and then you would go back and do like a space movie so I would do a monster and then I'll do like a realistic thing and then I'll go okay. back and do another so I kind of mix it in it's not always 50-50 but that's kind of been my approach I, th I feel like in college I was I was too worried about getting a job which I guess it's justifiable so I went like realistic with everything I didn't really do that much monsters even though that's yeah. like my passion so um Interesting. I would, yeah. I would uh, you know, like I really wanted to ask this because, uh, you know, for example, looking at your gum road, I think I couldn't mm -hmm. like I saw guns. I mean, there is like you're you're teaching how to make guns, and yeah. then looking at your Instagram, I could obviously see that there is something towards the dark side. I see. That's funny. <laughs> so so I was like, is this guy even hard surface or organic? Like, let me understand this I'm, better. <laughs> I, okay, I, I was gonna say I'm kind of all over the place. Like, yeah. Okay. Say no, I'm, that explains. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna. If you want to be like social media king, then yeah, make a bunch of photo reel heads of celebrities, tag them. You're going to get the followers quick. I'm kind of going the long way and I'm like doing my own stuff and I'm one's a yeah. monster, one's a robot, I, you know, but um, I do like, yeah, at the heart of it, I like creatures. Okay. So I'm, I've, I've got, I've got some stuff, some new stuff, but I'm just not done with it. And that's a whole other deal like with your... Okay, well, you can, yeah, yeah, you can tell me later. So uh, <laughs> before I forgot, actually, um, mm -hmm. um, I also wanted to just get your opinion on DigiDoubles since you also yeah. worked on that. You know, there is now the whole conversation to what extent uh, scanning will advance mm -hmm. and AI and, uh, you know, all the new technology, yeah. what level are artists replaceable? So what do you think? Mm -hmm. Um, I think digi doubles. I think it's going to get more and more automated for sure. There's always good. I mean, I even feel, even when I got into it ten years ago, it felt a little automated because you would get a scan, you would snap it, a mesh to a scan. But then 
there was always a lot of cleanup though like the subtleties is what you would the artist was there for i feel like yeah the computer's going to keep getting better at like matching that uh, you're always going to need a guy or a girl in there to do the final like 10 percent and that goes for every job i feel like like the first 80 percent most people can learn this stuff it can be outsourced but it's those last 10 percent like the the little touches you know that that's really hard to get replaced um see i wouldn't have i wouldn't like i wouldn't personally i wouldn't want to have a portfolio of just digit double type stuff okay and not just for that reason i I just like doing a variety of things, you know, okay. uh, and I, I respect that talent, like for sure. But I would, yeah, I would lean away. I would definitely have some, um, but yeah, I can see it getting more and more automated. I mean, you even see with the facial animation, they're, they're capturing the scans yeah. of the face. So it's, it's going to get better for sure. But I'm not real scared because I don't know, maybe I should be, but they've been talking about outsourcing and all this stuff ever since I got in the industry. So if I was, if I listened to that, I would just be paralyzed, you know, like, yeah, I would, yeah. I would tell people just to focus on like doing the highest quality you can, because that's the hardest stuff to get replaced, you know? Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Take, take, the take the best artists finish. are impossible to replace. I mean, well, close to impossible because everybody needs yeah. the best of the market. Yeah, and this, for now, that's totally true. Maybe 10 years from now, it's, I, I <laughs> well, still think... I still think it's gonna they're gonna need us for sure and I'm gonna go down with the ship I'm not gonna no I'm not gonna worry about yeah. that so far yeah so you know talking about uh, 10 years from now um mm -hmm. well or let's say let's start from today today you teach people who probably 10 years from now <laughs> will be yeah, there. <laughs> yeah I I really like teaching that kind of came to me randomly. I was a little skeptical when I got approached, but I teach for Think Tank online. They're a school in Canada, like really good. They're an online school, but they also have a physical school. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, I like teaching. It, it was hard at first because I had to like learn the course and teach. And so, but now I've got it, kind of got it down. Yeah, I try to, I try not to like, I think people need to form their own opinions a little bit about the industry and I get to, I'll warn you, but everyone's experience is so much different. You know, like I have, I have a lot of friends that are supervisors. I didn't go that route and I have people that dropped, left the industry completely. So like everyone's path is different. Like it's not for me to like scare them and say 10 years, it's all going to be outsourced. Like, I don't, I don't think that's true either. Yeah. Um, I always try to tell them to like learn everything. And again, like, focus on what you're passionate about yeah go that way i was wondering what's you know like what's number one question that your students always ask you hmm well usually in like the first or second class they're like will i get a job and that's <laughs> a really i can't predict the future you know and, and i always say like you just have to put yourself in a position to be successful that's the best you can do you know like you have to just put yourself in a position and I really think if you're persistent and you, you you have to be willing to move a lot of times you know if you have if you meet all those factors that I think you will um even now like it's great it's probably you know it's probably a downtime I would say as far as like hiring goes with the COVID. Uh, yeah 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 but I also had a friend that he told me like his company just can't find enough people so there's there's stuff out there you know so um yeah i get asked that a lot i get asked like about blender a lot yes okay and, and it's always like i i've actually never used blender so i can't say a lot about it but i do okay. tell them like i mean if someone's new to the industry get it i would say it's free i tell people you know if you're new to the industry for sure like get it check it out learn it um, a lot of studios are not using it yes there are probably a few out there and I think it's a lot of it just because like habit, like these studios have spent years putting Maya into the pipeline. They have all these tools. They're not going to just delete it and start it over again. Like when things are working, you know, uh, I th granted, you know, maybe 10 years from now, it could be, I think you'll see it coming, you know, like you'll, you'll hear like, oh, digital domain is using Blender. You know, when I, when you hear those things, that's when I'm like, okay, I better like start learning it, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was another one, the blender question. And, and you know. uh, talking about jobs, like uh, mm -hmm. besides uh, um, giving the tip on positioning yourself and like, uh, um, you know, creating the portfolio, like, is there anything that uh, that you always say to students? Because that's also what I hear all the time. from Okay. So I think uh, the, this number one question or like how to get a job or how to get a job. Yeah. Or like, yeah. is it even possible? It's a real, it's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great question. And you sh yeah, a lot of people are too shy to ask it. You know, I kind of, I respect the people that ask, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't tell you you're going to get a job, but I mean, I think if your work, if you can get your work to look, let's just say art station, look as good as a professional, you're going to get a job. And it doesn't have to be professional that's been in the industry 10 years. It's just got the guy who's been there or the girl has been there one or two years. Like if you can get your stuff to that level, you're going to be in a good spot. Um, and I tell them like, you don't have to get your dream job right away. In some ways that can be kind of bad. Like I, I get kind of, I wouldn't say crappy, but I started pretty at the bottom. Uh, and so I, it took me a while to kind of get into like ILM was kind of my dream job. It took me a long time to get there. Uh, I feel like if I had got there right out of school, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much. Like I might have even got burnt out and just been like, this is the best. Like it just like gave up. Um, yeah. So I was saying like, like if you get in a small company on your first job, just that's totally cool. Like you're going to learn a lot and you know, have it on your resume. Maybe after six months, you could, apply to a bigger place or maybe a year you know the year looks a little better but yeah our, in, our industry is kind of crazy in that so many people jump around like so <laughs> yeah much. that's right that's you know, right versus like an accountant or something they'll be like if you have a different job in two years they'll, they'll think it's weird you know but like yeah, yeah, yeah i know guys with like four different jobs in like two year span yeah but also projects yeah. are shorter i mean mm -hmm. you know it's like sometimes it's totally. a natural progression just like the project is done and everybody's mm -hmm. out so yeah totally these days yeah there it seems like there's some, a lot of shorter contracts going on at least in film um, Does, yeah it doesn't look doesn't look weird at all so mm -hmm. Um, but you said that on your side, you've been with Leica for like, what, a decade? Well, yeah. So I was there two years on Paranorman. It was like 2010 to 2012. Okay. And then, okay. I, and then I left for six years and I came back for the oh, new okay. project. So I've been back for two. So it's been four total. Okay. Which is, adds up to my longest. I was at PlayStation for about four years in San Diego. So that was like. Okay. That was my longest, so, and I think now is like my new longest. Okay, so. that's a that's a, a a good record to beat, though. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And I'm getting older, you know, so I think I'm. Oh no! I, my, really? I, I'm, oh poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, like, I'm not. I don't have as itchy feet, you know. After okay. I would get bored after a year, like at a job, I'll learn the pipeline the first three months, and then go through the motions and then the new movie. And then it, like, I don't know, that's the way my brain was like, I need a new mm -hmm. challenge. And now I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe the work's similar, but I can like work an eight hour day. And then I have time to go home and like work on my own stuff, which is like kind of more important to me in a way, you know, than building yeah. my demo reel. I've been doing this for a while, so but demo reel is what it is at this point. Um, I'm so, not worried about it. You still build your demo reels now? Uh, well, I'm actually, I would call it just, I just do personal projects. Like yeah. I, I might stick some on my reel. I made one reel in the last five years and that was when I left ILM to go to Leica. And I don't even know if they looked at it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, do, I do, it's good to have an updated reel, you know, just for, even just for peace of mind. But mm -hmm. I'm a hypocrite. And when I say that, because I, do, I don't know if that update mine that much. <laughs> Um, yeah. oh my god that's that is interesting so <laughs> what is then now you that like what are you working on right now if it's not a demo reel like uh, right you know I, I would really be interested to learn what is the thing that excites you now after having all of that because i think yeah. that's gonna be the next level of problem <laughs> yeah it is it, it like i'm actually i'm not interested in working for any studio so much like anymore there's not i've done it all I, yes i would like weta is like one i've never worked at that would be cool but at the same time it's not as high as it used to be for me like okay so it's all about like 
personal stuff and I'm, like I was telling you, I'm kind of all over the place, but I do kind of have a little plan moving forward. And it might involve more teaching, like my okay. more like launching my own class. Uh, that's kind of a long-term goal. I don't think it's I'm there yet. I don't have like a following for that yet. Uh, mm. I could probably jive in, but I, I want to kind of get that in a row. So I want to do more of that. that. So some of my personal stuff is going to be like guided towards that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like into like uh like stylized a little bit more like not not disney but like a little more realistic kind of creepy stylized <laughs> so i'm trying to push more of my own stuff like earlier in my career i would model someone else's concept but now i'm like really trying to push my own i wish i kind of started earlier um, but that goes back to again like students i would say if you're trying to get in the industry, the fastest track I think would be find really good concept and and model that. Like, because unless you're an amazing concept guy, if you are, you're probably already in the industry. So, yeah. so <laughs> that's what I tell my students. Like, you know, may, may have your personal stuff too, but then like, if you really want to get a job, like if you have a really cool concept that you think an art director will key into, not just like a hot chick with a sword or something. And maybe you want to make that. But like, no, um, go that route, I would say. First. What's the great concept then for you? Like, you know, um, obviously, yeah, it's really hard to create one, but let's yeah. go an easier route and give me a few tips on how to judge a great concept, how Ooh. to select one. You know, like at least now I bet you have an eye for that. Um, yeah. Like, uh, something that stands out, maybe it can click a few... Um, that, you know, just has a few criteria or something. Yeah, that's that's tricky. And if everyone you ask is going to have a different answer. But like, if we're talking characters, then obviously, I like it. Also depends on what style you want to go for, right? If you if you're going for Pixar, you're going to pick that kind of stuff. That's not totally my style. So I would I want something with a lot of detail. I want like a decent anatomy um i don't know like see i don't go off other people's concepts anymore so it's tricky <laughs> um i mean yeah that's that's a tough one um but i bet like a lot of detail always helps to show your technical ability as well besides yeah. like uh, besides just adding complexity to the character yeah like when i did i did this alien guy um and I wanted to, so I had like, I wanted a really cool anatomy, right? And then I wanted a costume too, right? Because it, it just adds more layers to it, I think. And I even had a weapon. So I think something like that would be cool. So you have like multiple layers, not just like, like a slimy bug. Like maybe that's yeah. cool, but maybe give it a costume, give it some kind of like robotic backpack. Like so there's hard surface mixed in. That would be really impressive, I think, because it would show an employer that you can do hard surface and character. You might say, you might think, oh, I'm a character artist, so I don't do hard surface, but a lot of times they're going to have some kind of like backpack or costume yeah. got hard surface on it. So you, you can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah, um, no, 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 very hard. Yeah, that's... I, uh... took, <laughs> I, I actually, like I was talking about weather earlier. I applied there many years ago, maybe like 10 years ago. It, I, I applied a bunch of times, never heard back finally heard back, you know, this was like 10 years ago. And they were like, do you have more hard surface? And I didn't. And so that was when I like decided to like learn and like push myself on that. So that was like one of my motivators to have yeah. a, little, I, a little bit of that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. to the point that now you teach that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, uh, I know, yeah, a little bit, all of this little <laughs> bit. <laughs> So, and as a lifelong learner and like, you know, just somebody who's like constantly improving, what are, what are you learning now? What's on your, right. like, or what's on your to learn list? Yeah. Well, recently I've been totally avoiding hair. So I forced <laughs> myself to learn like X-Gen grooming and uh, I actually took one of your, your last podcast guys class, Chris Costa. Yes, Chris Costa is amazing. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. He's so he's super nice. Uh, we yeah, that's kind of where I picked up groom at this class, and I'm so glad I took it. 
So that was super cool. So I learned that. Um, we're trying to get better at like eye shaders. I think a lot of people when they're new, like you pick up the sculpting, texturing makes sense, but when it gets into look dev, that's where like things get kind of things start yeah, to look yeah, like yeah, plastic, yeah. you know. Like a lot of people pick that up later. Um, I think there's a lot more information out on it yeah. now than when I was getting in the industry. But yeah. So I'm just trying to dial in like my hair, my look dev, uh, push my own concepts. I'm I'm trying to like I'm making like a I'm all over the place. I keep telling yeah. you that. I'm doing like a horror poster because really into horror, I don't necessarily want to make a horror movie right now as I know how much that takes. So I figured, hey, I can make a poster. Okay. So I've I've kind of designed the creature. It's in this cave. So I've got the cave, I've got the creature. I'm not gonna show it yet. But um yeah, so that's something I'm working on is like I want to print out like a poster and maybe try to get one of those like horror t-shirt places to see if they'll put it on. I don't know. Well, it look, sounds amazing, actually. I can't imagine how much work that is, though, for yeah, just one a, poster. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And when so I'm you teaching might as well continue after, after the poster is done. Maybe yeah. you want to do something else with this. Yeah, I started writing, too, just because I think if anything has a story, it, it's it, it's going to feel a little bit better. So I started writing, like, a backstory for, like, why is this creature in the cave? And, wow. You know, like, a, yeah set in the 80s kind of stranger things vibe type thing but yeah geez so that, you definitely don't take shortcuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why i uh am like slow as a snail i have days where i think like maybe i should just switch to like 2d and i'll just i'll get things <laughs> done faster um <laughs> well I'm, i don't know i don't know like seeing your approach to 3d i'm not sure uh, that 2d in your case will be faster <laughs> it's true yeah there's this guy, I don't know if you see this black and white. Yeah, 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 I see that. It's um, John, I think his last name is Morganson. He's like a, he's a Danish guy. He got famous for drawing on post-it notes. I'm really obsessed with his stuff, like his 2D stuff. So if anybody wants to see that, uh, I think it's John Morganson. You can just type post-it note art. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll post, I'll find it and I'll post the link below the video. And yeah. Notes. Cool, post-it art. Okay, amazing. It's super inspiring for me, like these little characters he does yeah 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 super cool very very interesting so um the grooming journey and the x-gen and everything and uh, is there anything else that you wanted to pick up in the future um or this I would is like, pretty much just <laughs> well there's so many things really like I, I would like to get a little better at like 2d painting so uh -huh. not necessarily like doing it all in 2d but just doing a quick sculpt, render, and then painting over in 2D, kind of the concept art. I think it's kind of standard these days. So I think that's, that's part of my goal, like getting things done faster instead okay. of full 3D. Just like, I think these dudes are spending like a day or two sculpting and then they render it one angle and then you paint, you can paint the hair, you know? And so I want to kind of push that. I, I did some of that on American Horror Story, but that was, um, many years ago so i want to get i want to do more of that like integrate 2d into my 3d um yeah that's the main things i just keep getting but i sculpted my grandpa last year so now oh, my family nice yeah it was it was really rewarding i did it for chris costa's class like i needed something to to make and but now i gotta sculpt my grandma so there's like a package <laughs> yes um, definitely I've, got, I've actually got him here of course, I guess this is a podcast. So did you actually? Did you it. actually three? Oh, yeah, yes. I got a three D print. He's your, he's your Instagram avatar. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, now Roscoe. I understand. Yes. No, because I was like, uh, this guy looks like you, but he's not you. Oh was, yeah, yeah. I was really confused actually because I thought it was a really bad sculpt of you. Oh, that's funny. Oh no. <laughs> I don't mean like bad, but I mean like your like own a bad vision. likeness of me. A bad mm -hmm. likeness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I was like, yeah. maybe you changed. Maybe uh, like my yeah. impression of you from the picture is not that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no I can <laughs> see you're that. really Thank different you in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was like a, mostly done at a coffee shop because I have a friend who's like obsessed with coffee shops. So I got a laptop. I just kind of a cheap laptop, and it runs ZBrush, and I, I did most of it just from the coffee shop. So that was. That was cool. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah. What a cool story, you know, like this is so inspiring. Yeah. A sculptor grandpa made from a coffee shop. That's amazing. Yeah. Now I know the yeah, story. And I, uh, yeah. And then I shared it. Like there's an Abney, like my last name is Abney. There's like a Facebook group and I put it on there and everyone's like asking me for copies. And then now they realize like 3D printing is kind of expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping is. to... I did, I got some help from a coworker who helped me mold it. So I did cast a few of them so I can like cast like 20 of them or something like that. So I might do that for like a family reunion. Just cast yeah. a bunch of grandpas. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, I actually had like one kind of a last topic that mm -hmm. I wanted to uncover a little bit and just mm -hmm. to see what you think. So um, do you think that... Uh, um, a 3D artist is uh, um, like needs to work all his life. That's also like you know covering a bunch of questions that most juniors never ask. Uh, okay. Like, uh, mm -hmm. do you think in this career you're kind of a working um, all the time, or there is a chance that you kind of save up and retire early and just like work oh. on your own stuff, you know? So. Um. Like right. I, I had this conversation with somebody and I really didn't know what to answer. Um, but yeah. I was just thinking maybe I can ask you. I think, I think it's a good question. It's a great question. Because and also, you know, like knowing that all the projects are short, so you never really mm -hmm. know if you're going to get in next, the next one, you know, mm -hmm. especially yeah. now in the pandemic, it's like <sighs> down and the mm -hmm. hiring and la la la. Yeah. So let's see what you I, think. You know, I have, I have a friend who calls it the circus, <laughs> like working in the industry is like working the circus. <laughs> um, and it's such a new industry that we, we haven't been around that long to see if people retire. Like Exactly, I, right? When I was at PlayStation, I worked with this guy, a really nice guy, Mike. I think he was like 62 at the time. And he actually was doing Z-Rush and Maya and, and doing a great job. He, he did retire. So it is possible. <laughs> um, and, and I think... Yeah, that was, I mean, everyone's goal, I think, is to work on your own stuff. Like, I mean, exactly. yeah, work, is, exactly. work is great, but it's never going to be like what you want every time. Even if you get hired for the movie you want, after that, you just go on to whatever they need you. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's very possible. I think with the remote stuff, it's going to be even more possible. But I think part of the key of that, for most people, it's like you're probably going to have to move somewhere cheaper, like outside of a major city. So you're not like spending all your money on rent. That's kind of like yeah. long-term plan of mine is like, I might, I might move somewhere cheaper, like a smaller town that does it's not very appealing to young people. And I totally get that. So it, it may be more like when you get old. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I mean, kinda... I, I totally get that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like as an, for me, as an 18-year-old that was living in New York, I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. anything better and I couldn't yeah. imagine anything different either. Totally. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of the hubs for this VFX are these really expensive cities to live in, like <laughs> LA, San Francisco, London, yeah. like it's, yeah. It's yeah, even battle. Montreal and Vancouver are not oh, like, yeah. are not like tons cheaper. No, it's not. It's, Portland's like a weird, uh, it's actually cheaper, you know? It's, yeah, it is. I believe you. But, you know, yeah, meanwhile, it's still, hard. it's still hard and uh, it's, I wouldn't call it a traditional destination. Exactly. And it's, it's kind of like one or two places in town, you know, versus Vancouver, there's like 20 places. So here it's, it's kind of riskier in a way, like if I lose my job, like going to have yeah. to move. But, or with the remote stuff, though, I, I, have, I think I can, I can make it work, like stay here. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think you need, if I could turn back time, I would have put more <laughs> in my 401k when I was 21, because I graduated when I was 21. I got my first job when I was 21. I had the, the meeting at work, 401k meeting. And I was like, I'm barely making anything. I don't have any money to put in my 401k. If I just put a little bit, like a hundred bucks a month. So, I mean, I, I do have that now. So I would say to people, like, get that going yeah. as soon as you can. Um, there's still no guarantees for that, but, um, yeah. you know, I think you got you to gotta plan. Uh, yeah. You got to plan ahead. Like, you can't, you can't just follow the wave, I think, of, like, people. Everyone's going to Montreal now. Okay, go over there. You got to, like, try to plan something out 
because these companies are not gonna like look out for you. They're not out to get you necessarily, but like you gotta, you know, put some money away or, you know, yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, but you know, like I'm happy to say, to, to hear your optimistic comment that mm -hmm. yeah, like everything is possible. Maybe just like in cheaper destinations, but like you yeah. know, and uh, you know, so. doesn't doesn't make it sound bad at all. It doesn't, uh, and like I don't know if I'm ever gonna fully retire, like because I like doing art. So like, if I could, maybe I'll just teach when I'm old. You know, it's, it's kind of a plan. Like, um, like yeah, may, you know, part time. That's and then you got your, you know, you're you're paying bills other ways, but uh, with like your, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. no, no, no. I mean, like, like that's I think, definitely an option. Because I think, like, I I I would get bored retiring. Oh, yeah. You know, just doing nothing. So I'm just gonna keep working, and then if I feel like some, I don't like it anymore. Like I'm gonna do something else. Like if I'm at a company and I don't like it anymore. I leave so <laughs> yes no one's got a gun to my head like making me stay so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well you know I'm sure that uh, if uh, uh, somebody's working all his life on just like uh, improving and improving and improving that definitely um, brings the benefits uh, in whichever form or shape yeah so exactly yeah, yeah you can be more maybe more supervisor roles if you want to go that way or there you'll you'll have you'll know more people so you'll be able to freelance easier because i know yeah. that's scary at first you know um yeah yeah, yeah. So, well yeah. that's cool you know thanks for yeah. the thanks for the perspective and uh, sure. uh actually as i'm wrapping up i've got a quick uh, um quick tradition here so we always uh, uh we have uh, 10 questions like a short questionnaire you've got like i don't know a couple of words to okay. to answer each one um, okay. and i'm ready when you are i think i'm ready okay all right let's go so um what's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home get my phone out of my view of sight that's a great I'm... one actually <laughs> Yeah, is it just one? You just need one? No, you can do two. Two, or, and then like, um, get some, I have some music with like no lyrics that I play. <laughs> yes. I really need to focus. So it's just like, this, I have this like playlist with like, yeah, just get that cool. going. Cool. Yeah. Actually really good, really good too. Yeah, I kind of do the same, you know. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Um, I love Halloween. Obviously, I'm into spooky stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Christmas, because there's like family. So. Cool. Kind of I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? My favorite way is probably snowboarding. I really like snowboarding. I'm, I'm doing CrossFit right now, too, which is sometimes it's like torture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. At least from what it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, What's your most used emoji? Ooh. Um, probably thumbs up. Okay. Yes. Um, what's your source of inspiration? Oh, uh, 80s horror movies is a big <laughs> one. And uh, Instagram a lot. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Whoa. Um, or just some good, good advice. <laughs> uh, I was, I, I don't know if I remember the exact wording, but there's a book called like The Art of War and they talk yes. about res resistance and you're always going to have resistance, everything you do, and you just have to power through it and don't, don't let the negative vibes stop you because everyone's going to tell you like, ah, oh, don't do that, blah, 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 if you really want to do it do it cool uh, i love this actually um how do you celebrate your um like little victories success pizza and beer <laughs> <laughs> going out to dinner yeah like, like if i have a a big thing like, like yeah go out for dinner beers amazing um yeah. if you could see one movie again for the first time um which one would that be I think it's got to be E.T. All right. 
it's like the best movie. Okay, cool. And uh, um, if you could choose any two famous pe people to have dinner with, who would Ooh. you go out with for your celebration pizza dinner? <laughs> right. Oh, wow. They always say don't meet your heroes. But, uh, I, don't <laughs> I think Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, I was a huge fan. Like, it'd be cool to meet that guy, I think. Um, and maybe Obama. All right. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. Um, and finally, what's your backup career? Ooh. Uh, maybe barista. I think that'd be like a pretty chill. Nice. Pretty chill job. I'm, I'm a <laughs> addicted to coffee, so. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to ask, actually, if you've ever been a barista in between jobs or like somewhere. I've never, I've never, I've had a lot of like random jobs, but that's, I've never done that. Okay, well, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, cool. Daryl, thanks so much. And uh, it's been really, really interesting. Really appreciate your time and you know, sharing all this. And uh, as I said, I'll put a bunch of links here in the show notes uh, for okay, great. All, of, uh, all of the listeners who are listening to this in the audio format or under the video, if you guys are watching us on YouTube. So yeah, well, thanks so much, Daryl. Thanks, Maria. Thanks for letting me tell my story blab. Yes, and uh, there is a little discount from Daryl as well. I almost forgot to mention that. I think that's a 40% discount. Yeah, Am I not exactly. crazy? To yeah. uh, the tutorials that you've got where? On oh. gumroad.com slash Daphne. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And okay. just put it, it's a discount code. Just put art heroes. Amazing. Stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I'll put all this information as well in the show notes, guys, for everyone who wants to check this out. All right, Daryl, I'll let you go. Uh, sorry okay. for keeping you longer than I expected. No, all it's right. been a blast. Thanks, Maria. Cheers. Yeah. Okay, have a good day. Thank you guys for listening. As promised, all the discount codes from Daryl and uh, links on how to get your discounted tutorials are going to be just right here on the podcast show notes and on Art Heroes podcast together with uh, the replay of this episode. Thank you again. I hope you found this useful and see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero. Mm.